chapter number 18 tonight, Proverbs chapter 18, and we're continuing our, our series uh, on living life, and uh, as we look at life, there are principles uh, that God gives us that we can live by, uh, and so uh, tonight we're going to continue in this series uh, of uh, living life, and uh, uh, Let's see, it was not last week because of Thanksgiving, but the previous week, we were looking at an area called gossip, handling gossip. You know, gossip is something that is divisive. It is destructive. Uh, the, the tongue, the Bible says, is a world of iniquity. It's a world of iniquity. And so uh, there is so much that could come off of our lips that could destroy. It, it says it's an unruly evil as we look at the book of James. And so definitely an area that we want to be very guarded about. Uh, so tonight, this is going to be part two on handling gossip. Uh, Proverbs chapter 18. Let's stand one more time. Uh, we'll read responsively verses four through eight. And I will read verse 4, read, uh, join me on verse 5, and we will read responsively Proverbs 18, 4 to 8. The words of a man's mouth are as deep waters, and the wellspring of wisdom as a flowing brook. It is not good to accept the person of the wicked to overthrow the righteous in judgment. A fool's lips enter into contention, and his mouth calleth for strokes. A fool's mouth is his destruction, and his lips are the snare of his soul. The words of a talebearer are as wounds, and they go down into the innermost part of the belly. And here, as we look at this, the gossip, the talebearer, their words are injurious. Their words are as wounds going down into the innermost part of the belly. And whose belly? The person who, that, who is receiving those words. The person who is listening. And we say, no, I'm there to help them. No, they are there to hurt you. And if we're not careful, we will be injured. We will be hurt. The amount of people that get skewed the amount of people that get wounded just because somebody plants a seed of gossip. And the devil is real. And we are in a battle. And you've heard me say it over and over again, and I'm not going to stop. We are in spiritual warfare. And the devil is after us. And he's not just after us to, to hurt us. He is after us to destroy, to devour and so uh, we got to make sure that we are, we are uh, doing everything we can to make sure that we are going to be able to, uh, to fight off the attacks of the evil one. And the Lord has given divine perpetuity to the church. But churches don't last forever. Why is that? If God has given divine perpetuity, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. How come so many churches are closing? You know why? The devil doesn't have power to destroy us from without. 
but we can destroy ourselves from within. And so this area, uh, you say, Pastor, why are we having two on gossip? Do we have a problem? No, but I don't want a problem. These are, these are, uh, these are teach, these, t- the teaching, the instruction that we have is to help us from having the problem, not just to fix a problem. And so uh, we're going to look at this tonight, uh, handling gossip. Father, thank you for your goodness. Uh, thank you for your word, the instruction, the guidance. Thank you for your people that are faithful and they come and uh, they have a heart to learn and to grow. And I pray tonight that the Spirit of God would uh, lead all of us. May we all grow. May our faith be strengthened. Uh, may our, uh, our armor be, uh, be uh, uh, exactly what you would want it to be and that we would be able to withstand all the attacks of the evil one. And so help us tonight, please, for Christ's sake. Amen. You can be seated. So several things about this area of gossip, and we've already addressed uh, some things in the week, uh, last week that uh, we preached on this, uh, but several things uh, that we have to really get into our mind when we look at this thing called gossip, uh, and how are we going to handle it? Handling gossip is, is an individual decision. And it's a decision that you have to make before you're in the position to do something about it. You have to have already predetermined, what am I going to do when this happens? Because it's going to happen. And if we're not careful, we will be the one bringing the gossip. So what, is, what, should our, what should our response be to this area of gossip? Number one, resist it. Resist it. It should be something that we are uh, aware of. Uh, are, there, are there certain things that uh, just are on the forefront of your mind when maybe when you pick up a book or maybe when you uh, go into a store, uh, maybe there are certain things that you're just a little bit more aware of and you see, you pick up different things. Uh, you ladies, you walk into a room and you already know what every other lady is wearing, whether or not they wore those same shoes the p- previous service. Uh, I don't know how you do any of that. And, uh, but but they, you figure out all these different things and you notice and you see things. Uh, and, and with that, though, uh, we need to be aware of this area of gossip. We need to be on guard for it. We need to resist it. Now, if we're going to resist it, what do we have to resist? First of all, we have to resist the urge to listen to it. Don't you want to be in the know? We, there's just something about humanity that we want to be on the inside. We want to know what's going on. Uh, but the reality is, uh, the more I know, the more problems there are. We, we need to, 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 to realize that we need to change or, or to put up guards in our own life, boundaries in our life, that we are resisting uh, things of gossip. We shouldn't want to, uh, to know the dirt. Uh, we shouldn't want to know uh, all the rumors and the, the things that are going on. Uh, being in that inner circle of knowing all the detail uh, of what is taking place around us. Uh, and and the people who are re- receptive to gossip are the ones that hear all the gossip. You know, Pastor, I just have a sympathetic ear. No, you're not resisting gossip. 
There's a, there's a difference. Caring about people doesn't mean that we have to listen to gossip. Do I need to say that again? Caring for people doesn't mean that we need to re- listen to gossip. Amen. You can care about somebody and help somebody without listening to gossip. And so here, when we look at this, we need, we need, not, to be, we need not to be receptive to gossip. Um, people will lie to themselves and believe that they are doing the gossip a favor by listening to them. Well, you know, I just, they just needed somebody to talk to. Well, that, that isn't true. They may have needed somebody to talk to, but participating in their evil is not helping them. Amen. Gossip is evil. Why? Because gossip is injuring somebody else. And so, so with that, uh, we, we, we have to make sure that we aren't uh, lying to ourselves. Uh, if you know everything that's going on with everybody around you, you're receptive. It's not that you're caring, though you might care. You're receptive to a sin. Man. That's, that's, the, that's the reality. So, so here, uh, helping a gossip is stopping a gossip. If you want to help them, stop them. Amen. So if there's somebody that's coming and they're gossiping, you need, if you want to help them, you've got to stop them. Don't let them continue in a sin. Uh, if, if you knew somebody, I mean, if they're, you know somebody is getting ready to hurt themselves. Uh, I watch my grandkids and uh, Arabella is just like her mama. I mean, it is spitting image. And Arabella will be talking and she'll keep talking and walking a direction, having no idea she's getting ready to walk off a cliff. Or walk right into a wall, or walk right into a pole, uh, something. I mean, uh, she she is uh, engaged in whatever she's doing, and she is not paying attention to anything else, and she's just as happy as can be. You know, uh, with with that, uh, we we have uh, we have got to be somebody that is 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 helping uh, them. They they might not even realize what they're doing. So. So helping them, stop them. Uh, there's a difference between being, uh, being uh, a spiritual believer who is mentoring and edifying and instructing than just somebody that's participating in a sinful process of gossip. It's different. So go to Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6. Because too often a person that is sensitive to try to help everybody, they will listen to the gossip thinking that they are being spiritual, thinking that they are, they are there to help them. But the reality is they are not helping them and they are being injured and hurt at the same time. The Bible says, brethren, if, Galatians 6, 1, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are, what's that next word? Spiritual, 
Restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Uh, the instruction is that the spiritual, they are to restore. They are not to engage. They are not to be a partaker of that sin. They're supposed to be spiritual, realizing that, hey, this is wrong. What you are doing is wrong. How you are going, if they have a need, then you've got to help them. How do I ask questions? How do I get help without gossiping in the process? And so uh, we, we have to make sure that we are, not, uh, we are not receptive, that we are resisting gossip. Secondly, refuse to believe it. Sometimes people will throw stuff at you and you had no warning that it was coming. And it's just blurted out there. Now what do I do with that? Because you can't take the, you can't unhear something that you already heard. So what should my response be if somebody just blurts something out, whether it's true or not? What should my natural response be? Don't believe it. So resist it and refuse to believe it. Refuse to believe it. Somebody just came up to me uh, recently and they said, Brother Josh is stealing money out of the offering plate as it comes by. And I said, wow, I knew something was wrong with him. No, that didn't happen. I'm just kidding. Well, Josh's like, huh? (laughs) What would my response be? I don't believe it. Saying I don't believe it, you know what it just did? It just stopped them. We're not going any farther. I don't believe that. We can't allow things to just keep coming at us. Somebody that's gossiping, not only they say something, now all of a sudden they start pulling other people in. They start bolstering what they're saying. They start trying to come up with all these other reasons why what they said is true. And unfortunately, sometimes it is true. But I don't want a gossip to cause me to look wrongly at somebody else. I don't want somebody else to skew my opinion of somebody. Uh, I don't want somebody's testimony to be destroyed because somebody just, just came up and blurted something out. Nor do I want somebody to tear my testimony. It needs to go both ways. There should be that protectiveness. And, and with, with gossip, we've got to realize that uh, not only do I need to resist it, but I need to refuse to believe it uh, when it comes my way. So let's look back at our text, Proverbs chapter 18. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 7. The Bible says, Is it not good to accept, it is not good to accept the person of the wicked to overthrow the righteous in judgment. Now, think about what he's saying here. He's saying, Don't just accept what somebody said to overthrow the righteous. You know, it takes years to build a testimony. It takes moments for it to be destroyed. So, so I need to make sure, you say, well, the wicked, this person isn't wicked, they're, they're, they're saved. We're not to accept the person of the wicked. Saved people can act wicked. 
Yeah. When somebody's gossiping, they are acting wickedly. Don't accept what they say to overthrow the judgment of the righteous. And we need, we need to just be very guarded. He goes on, a fool's lips enter into contention and his mouth calleth for strokes. God says, listen, uh, the fool, uh, he's, he's talking about uh, those that are, that are speaking, uh, that are gossiping, and he's continuing the same process of, uh, of information. He says, uh, a fool's lips enter into contention. Contention is uh, strife, that is that uh, battle, that is that uh, fighting, if you would. And his mouth calleth for strokes. You know what God says? That person that is speaking, that's gossiping, they should be smitten. Their mouth, it calls for strokes. I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, you backtalk, mom. Man, you, you got both sides of that hand. I mean, it was front hand, back hand, front hand, back hand. It was, uh, you just got it back and forth. Uh, and, and I'm not uh, condoning that for uh, child rearing. I'm just saying uh, that's what happened with us. I mean, you, you just got it. If you, uh, you back talked, you, you, you really, uh, uh, mom let you have it. Uh, but that's what God says that the fool's mouth, he is tying the fool with the person who is injurious with their words. And God says that person needs strokes. They need to be, uh, they need to be hit is what he's saying. He's talking about judgment. So uh, go on, verse number seven. He said, a fool's mouth is his destruction and his lips are the snare of his soul. Spiritual. Galatians 6.1, ye which are spiritual, restore such an one. We've got to point out, hey, what you are saying, what you are doing is what God would call foolish. What you are doing, God says, deserves strokes. It's, it is something that God does not take lightly. And not only does God not take it lightly, God says that your lips it's your destruction. It's the destruction of your soul. So, so we've got to be able to point out what the error is. And, and it doesn't matter if what they are saying is true or false. Whether it's true has no bearing on the fact that we're not supposed to be a gossip. The devil, as we spoke uh, last week, the devil is the accuser of the brethren. We are not to be anything like the evil one. We're not to be an accuser of the brethren. The, the Lord is the judge. Amen? He's the one that they're going to stand before. And so uh, we don't want to, to believe it. So uh, if we have heard something, we need to refuse to believe it. The bad behavior of sharing gossip should cause you to doubt the integrity of the person that's sharing it. But so often, as soon as we hear something, we now doubt the character of the person that's been spoken about. Why would we doubt them instead of the person that's being the accuser? Amen. 
So our response should be to defend the accused. Go to Psalm 27. Psalm 27. Psalm 27 and verse number 12. The Bible says, Deliver me not over unto the will of mine enemies, for false witnesses are risen up against me, and such as breathe, breathe out cruelty. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Uh, what do we find here? We find David, the psalmist. Uh, he, was the, uh, he was the object uh, of attack. He was the object of false witnesses. He was the, the object of them breathing out cruelty and injuriousness. Uh, so uh, he had to come to the Lord. Look at uh, Psalm 35. Psalm 35, in verse number 11, he said, false witnesses did rise up. They laid to my charge things that I knew not. They rewarded me evil for good to the spoiling of my soul. What happens? Uh, those gossips, they are destroying somebody. They are, they are spoiling the soul of somebody. The injur the, how injurious it is when people talk about you and hurt you. Uh, and, and David was saying, my soul is being spoiled. I have, I have a thing about milk. I, I love milk. But once milk, the milk carton gets to about like this far down, I don't care what the date is. I'm throwing it away. Have you ever grabbed some milk and taken a drink of milk and it was sour? Anybody like that? Ugh. It's always the last bit of the milk. It seemed like it was always that was the case, at least uh, with us growing up. It was whatever was left at the bottom, that's what ended up going sour. And that's what I would get. My wife gets so upset, I'll just throw it away. She's like, drink it, it's just a little bit left. Nope, I'm paying for it, it's all good. <laughs> I mean, I'm just not drinking that, uh, chancing it uh, being bad. I'll, I'll even smell it, I'll look at the date, and then I'll still pour it out. It's like, nope, just can't, just can't do it. I mean, it was just a few times of drinking sour milk and I was done. Uh, but, uh, and that's what he's saying. His soul was being spoiled. Spoiled. The, the injury that happens. Gossip hurts. You know that little statement, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. What a lie. Man, give me sticks and stones. The words are so destructive. They hurt. They hurt. So David was, was sharing. He said, they rewarded, me, uh, they rewarded me evil for good. So the ABCs of accusations. First, don't accept it. Don't believe it. And don't consider it. Don't, don't allow gossip to just come in and us process it, muse it, and allow that now to, to affect us. Because the words of a talebearer are as wounds. And it is going to injure you. It is going to hurt you. It'll hurt your spirit. It'll hurt your attitude. It'll hurt your testimony. It'll hurt your relationship. 
So, so we've got to guard that. And sometimes, like I said, accusations are true. But even if the accusation is true, the, the gossip is always destructive. The accusation might be, sometimes they're true. But the, the gossip is always destructive. So we need to biblically have a good idea of how to deal with this area of gossip. Go to Numbers chapter number 35. Numbers chapter 35. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers. Numbers chapter 35, verse 30. The Bible says, Whoso killeth any person, the murderer shall be put to death by the mouth of witnesses. But one witness shall not testify against any person to cause him to die. Notice this. A eyewitness, God says an, an eyewitness isn't good enough. One eyewitness isn't good enough. Well, I saw it. Not good enough. In our society, one eyewitness is good enough for somebody to go to prison for life or to lose their life. God is against false witnesses to the extent he would rather a murderer go free than an innocent be charged. Think about it. This is, this is part of the law. This was governing rules in God's kingdom. He said, somebody kills somebody and there's one witness, they're not getting charged. If there's more than one witness, and we're not just talking about I think I saw something. We're talking about witnesses that observed. Go to Deuteronomy. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. The fifth book of the law here. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 17, verse number six. It says, At the mouth of two witnesses or three witnesses shall he that is worthy of death be, to, uh, be put to death. But at the mouth of wit one witness he shall not be put to death. The hands of the witnesses shall be first upon him to put him to death, and afterwards the hands of all the people, so shalt thou put away evil from among you. And here what he is saying, not only does the eyewitness have to be there to see it, if they are going to be a witness in a death, in a, de a cause of death, capital punishment, they have to be the first one to be a part of the capital punishment. It can't be that they can be withdrawn. If you're really going to testify that you saw it, you have to be part of the judgment. God's serious about this thing about accusations. God's serious about being a false witness. That's why, that's why we've got to stop it. We've got to stop it in our homes. What happens? If we don't stop it in our homes, what happens when our kids get older? It just gets bigger. But if we don't stop it, even with our homes, husbands and wives, well, you know, it's within my own house and we just, we just we don't have any secrets. 
That sounds so sweet, and it's so foolish. Just because you think something does not mean you should say something. I'm not talking about holding back information. I'm talking about sharing things that do not need to be shared. Do you know much stuff that I know? If I went home and I told my wife a fraction of the things that I know, I would bury her. And that doesn't mean she's weak, because she's not. But there are times where people will come up to her and say, well, I know pastor's already told you. And she's like, whoa, whoa, pastor hasn't told me anything. Because I don't. There are things that don't need to be shared. And if we're not careful, we will think, well, gossiping is telling somebody else. But gossip is still within the family unit. Amen. Boy, it's quiet. Do we need number three? All right. So Deuteronomy chapter 19, Deuteronomy 19, real quickly, I'm almost done. Deuteronomy chapter 19, verse number 15, one witness shall not rise up against any man for any iniquity or for any sin, in any sin that he sinneth at the mouth of two witnesses or at the mouth of three witnesses shall the matter be established. Oh, oh, you mean, so, well, you know, I can understand that with murder. Nope, God says with any iniquity, with any sin. Hello? Our, our understanding, our view of, uh, of this area of, uh, of gossiping and uh, sharing information. Oh, you know, I was just having some, I just needed somebody else to share it with. Uh, you know, I was just carrying such a burden. Yeah, yeah, now you just burdened them. Hello? And that, needs, that, that should not be the case. You know what? The world thinks that's all that happens inside the walls of church. You know why? Because there are times where people do start rumors. And there are gossips, and that does happen. And it goes out into the world, gets spread like that's the only thing that happens. And it's not a reality. But people do get hurt in church. And you know what happens? When somebody gets hurt in church, they go tell everybody. You know, they, they say that a happy customer will tell one or two people about the good experience. An unhappy customer will tell everybody. Brother Tracy, am I right? We'll tell everybody. And, and that just needs not to be the case. And so uh, we've, got, we've got to guard this. He goes on. He says, let's see here. Uh, where am I at? Uh, verse 16, if a false witness rise up against any man to testify against him that which is wrong, then both the men between whom the controversy is shall stand before the Lord. 
before the priest and the judges which shall be in those days. And the judges shall make diligent inquisition. And behold, if the witness be a false witness and hath testified falsely against his brother, then shall ye do unto him as he had thought to have done unto his brother. So shalt thou put away, what's that next word? What was that next word? False witnessing is evil. It's evil. And this this is something that God's very serious about. He said, well, pastor, you know, this is Old Testament. We're under grace. I'm glad you said that. Let's go to Luke. Pastor, I don't remember saying that. You thought it. Those words were just there. All right. Luke chapter 17. And I'm, like I said, I'm almost done. Luke chapter 17, verse number one. Then said he unto his disciples, it is impossible, but that offenses will come. But woe unto him through whom they come. It were better for him that a millstone were hung, hanged about his neck and he cast into the sea than that he should offend one of these little ones. Take heed to yourselves. If thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. And if he repent, what's the next two words? Forgive him. If he trespass against thee seven times in a day. Think about that. In a day. Man, if somebody sins against me twice in a life, I'm not forgiven. The Lord says seven times in a day. And he says, if he, if he trespass against thee seven times in a day and seven times in a day, turn again to thee and saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. See, well, I, I just don't think you're, you're, uh, uh, you mean it. You're saying it, but you keep doing the same thing. Lord said, if he comes to you seven times in the same day, forgive him. The apostle said unto the Lord, Verse number five, increase our faith. What is that saying? That's saying that if we're not forgiving, we've got, we've got little faith. If we're not learning how to deal with trespasses, our faith is weak. Increase our faith. Strengthen our faith. How can I be a Galatians 6-1 Christian and restore such an one if, I, if my faith isn't even big enough to forgive somebody when they wrong me? Amen. So, so here, we've got to guard ourselves. Uh, don't look for the offenses. Some people are always offended or are always looking to be offended. They're just, they're just looking for, for offenses. And that shouldn't be the case. Psalm 119, 165, the Bible says, Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. You know, when we get offended, and I say we, because I get offended, what we're revealing is we didn't, we didn't have a proper understanding Great peace have they which love thy law. Nothing shall offend them. So if I really have peace in God's word, I'm not getting offended. 
had a preacher uh, when I was younger, and he said, he, he talked about uh, that uh, uh, he, had a, he had a friend that was uh, another preacher that was upset with somebody, uh, and, and the, the other preacher looked at him and said, if you love your Bible, you won't get offended. And, you know, the reality is we've got we've to guard our heart. Proverbs 4.23, keep thy heart with all diligence. But the devil, he is, he is wily. He is, he is, uh, he is a, a, a sub, he works and he destroys and we've got to, we've got to guard our heart. So, uh, so we've got to, we've got to allow ourselves uh, to have the right view of this area. So, uh, with that, uh, we see that in Luke, uh, Luke uh, seventeen, if thy brother offend thee, uh, there's first that's the if, then the brother. So there's a relationship, uh, and if there's no relationship, there's no offense. Somebody could say something against you, but if you didn't have any relationship with them, what's it really matter? But when there is a relationship, that's when it really hurts. So he said, uh, if thy brother offend, offend you, uh, then he said, if he trespass against thee, uh, that word against uh, trespass is to offend, to sin against, uh, cross uh, boundaries. Uh, so if it was against you, directly opposed to you, the response is that we are to rebuke him. Rebuke them. Uh, he said uh, that we are to rebuke him. Now, notice, we aren't... The, the instruction was, if the sin was against you, that you are to rebuke them. If it was against your friend, your friend is supposed to be the one to rebuke them. Don't get pulled into the drama of everybody else. It's how gossip works. Sharing things about somebody else and all of a sudden now you get pulled into somebody else's drama. Don't allow that to happen. And so Matthew chapter 18, we're not going to be able to go there for time's sake tonight, uh, but Matthew chapter 18, he gives us instruction uh, about those trespasses uh, and how to, uh, to approach somebody uh, that has offended and has wronged. Uh, but, but we want to make sure that we are not, not only are we not listening to gossip, but we're not participating in it. Don't be a participant. Don't let, don't let somebody else suck you into their sin. So, so let's be spiritual. But if we're going to be spiritual, we better, we got to resist it. We got to refuse to listen to it. And it, it's against our nature. It's hard. It's hard to stop when somebody starts to gossip. But we've got to do it. It it protects you, it protects the accused, and it protects that individual from going down a path that they should be stopped in. And so, so guard this area called gossip. Father, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your word. And uh, now tonight, we do ask you to help us uh, in our own lives. And you know the needs that we have. You know the burdens we carry. You know the, uh, the temptations. And you know what's coming our direction. And so I pray that you'd help us 
uh, to be spiritual, be mature in our faith, help us to grow. Uh, so, so we are not uh, being a partaker in another man's sins. And so help us tonight, please. Heads bowed, eyes closed. You say, Pastor, the Lord spoke to my heart. Uh, there's some things that uh, he pointed out to me that I need to look at in my own life. Maybe some things I need to change. Maybe some areas that I need to uh, put some guard 